0: Being married is tough. So is owning a business. It isn't easy mixing business with marriage. If you're one of the millions of people who happen to be married to your business partner, you know the challenge all too well. This podcast will give you a behind-the-scenes look at the true stories that inspired the book, When Your Business Partner Is Your Spouse, How to Have a Successful Business and a Happy Marriage. It's time to open the door of communication, understanding, empathy, and trust between you and your spouse like never before. Here to help you grow your business and strengthen your marriage are your hosts, Kristen and Justin Deese. Welcome to episode eight. Episode eight is about strong body, strong mind.
1: Yep. So this is part of the series, the podcast series that we created to go along with the book. When your business partner is your spouse, book that is, should probably clarify, clarify which book we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, this one's called strong body strong mind and we added this chapter because it doesn't directly relate to business. It really 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 strongly indirectly relates, relates to business.
0: <laughs> well, there's there's definitely a tie.
1: So, yeah. So, okay, so we start with a quote?
0: Let's start with a quote. All right.
1: So the quote at the beginning of this one is balance myself first so that I can then support the rest. And that is actually my personal mission statement. That's what I strive for on a regular basis. That's what I lean on when things seem to be going awry. So yeah, so basically the, the, this particular chapter is about, it's really focused in on how being a business owner is really physically, emotionally, and mentally draining. And when you are married to your business partner, it can be compounded a few times and it's really important that we are as healthy as we can in the different aspects of our lives because it will give us more energy and more reserves to draw on when we're trying to do the hard things in of running our business and um, nurturing our marriage. And so I thought that it was really important that we include some information about what happens, one, to your body when you're stressed, and how to maybe incorporate some stress managing or stress coping tactics so that we can uh, make sure that we have the fuel that we need to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. So in the in this chapter, we we go through a couple stories about, you know, obviously some some personal thoughts on this and some ways that we cope and some things that are triggers for us and that that help us. And I, I think a lot of times most business owners they don't, I, I'm trying to think in my head, the number of business owners that I, that I work with and know and are friends with, they go, yeah, at the end of a hard day, how I release stress is by running. <laughs>
1: yeah. I can think of one. Right. I was going to say on, you could probably count them on one hand.
0: I can think of one. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. One, <laughs> you know, cause, cause typically it's, you know, when does the day end or, you know, with a scotch or a cigar or uh, a bucket of ice cream or some garbage food and and sometimes it's just it's easier, mm-hmm. right? It's easier to do that and I think a lot of times mentally you have to think about you're a high performance sports car. Mm-hmm. And so if you're putting trash fuel inside that sports car, it's not going to run the way it needs to run. Mm-hmm. And I think most people know that. I don't think that's some kind of you know, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I think most people know that, you know, knowing and doing are two different things.
1: I think that's a good analogy though. And I think that's a good analogy that a lot of the men in the, who are listening can relate to. Yeah. I, you know, a couple years ago I did um, some research on health and wellness and health and wellness has always been something that has been interesting to me again, just because I know the information doesn't mean that I always follow the information. I ebb and flow like like a lot of people do. Sometimes I'm really, really healthy and sometimes I'm really, really not. And, but one of the things that I learned over the years is like really and truly the negative effects of stress on the body. And they talk about, you know, stress is bad for you and you should eliminate stress and whatever, whatever. And let's face it, being business owners and being married to your business partner, you're, you're going to have stress. Like there is no way that you can. Individually, you're going to have those. Yeah.
0: Individually, you're going to have them then you combine them together right, and, and, and that, now it's compounding. And, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. So and it managing even, it's important.
1: And even if you have gone through every other chapter in this book and you are, you're totally groovy with all the other chapters and have implemented everything else, that still doesn't mean that there aren't external factors that could be creating stress that you can't control. Environmental factors, economic factors, different things that are just happening that are out of your control. And so being able to have, a relationship with stress where you can identify when you're being stressed and be able to implement some things to counteract it so that you're not just constantly in a state of stress. When you're in a state of stress constantly, the body doesn't know the difference between whether or not you're stressed because you're sitting in traffic and you're going to be late to an appointment versus you're getting chased by a bear and about to get eaten. Like to the body, that's the same stress response and it doesn't know the difference. And so it's not like you can be a little bit stressed. It's just the body does the same thing no matter what. And when you're in a constant state of, state of stress, it just creates a whole bunch of side effects. And they're still, I think they're still trying to figure out all of the side effects that it actually um, causes.
0: And I don't know that they'll ever know simply because everybody responds differently and everybody's body's different. And then you've got your body and then you've got what you put in it and that's going to change it. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I think it's, I know, I know for me, I have a difficult time of like, how do I chill? Because I I do I feel like a lot of times my brain is just
1: mm-hmm. ping, ping ping that is ping, called ping, ADD. Ping. <laughs>
0: well, it is called ADD. But you know, for for me, meditation was one of those. Th- meditation and running were two things that that really kind of helped impact me a little bit as far as clarity and focus. Because I would. Like a runner's high, and then all of a sudden, I was dialed in on this, this whatever this task I was doing. But meditation was another one that you know we talk about this in the book too. Meditation is one of those things where I was reading all these things about how impactful it was, and these people for thousands of years have been doing it. And I tried it a couple of times, and I I just couldn't do it right. Like I I I'd, I'd even do the pose right, and I I'd, <laughs> I'd do the pose, and I would go, Oh, I can't your, do it.
1: And your brain would be all over the place, all over the
0: place. Because yeah. I'm like, how do I do that? And what's what's kind of cool is then I went to my first float tank. And when I went to my first float tank and had that experience, your mind really can't wander. It's so bizarre. And and I, everybody has a different experience when they do it. But you know, you get in this capsule and you're floating in the water, and the door closes, and there's no light and there is no sound.
1: And the water is the same temperature as your skin, which is, is the same temperature as the air. Yeah. So you can't tell, like, where your body starts, where the water starts, where the air starts. It is definitely a really it interesting is, experience. It is
0: an amazing experience. And I know for me, it's actually really the only way I can truly meditate. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm going to go to you're that all
1: over the place.
0: Which, again, is why I run, because when I run,
1: Well, and I think some people, I think a lot of people struggle with meditation because you feel like you're not supposed to think about anything, like you're supposed to clear your mind and it's literally not possible to not be thinking about something. So part of learning how to properly meditate, especially in the beginning is so many things come back to awareness. It's the being aware that a thought is entering the mind you know, acknowledge that it's there and then let it keep moving kind of like a scrolling marquee like board. A, like a new yeah, yeah. 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 It just keeps on going, but, but releasing it and not letting it circle and, you know, continue to think about it and continue to think deeper. You just, the thought comes and it goes and then it comes and it goes, something else comes and goes. And I, I imagine that they're, Perhaps there is some very, some people who have been practicing meditation for quite a long time and have nailed it and maybe they can totally 100% clear their mind. But for the average Joe, it's, it's really just a quieting of the chatter, not necessarily a complete silence.
0: Being still. Yeah.
1: Just, yeah. yeah, Just just being still to be. So in this chapter we talk about again we talk about the negative effects of stress. I actually shared a story that happened to me personally in regards to stress and my physical well-being and it was an interesting time in my life that actually showed up later than I would have normally anticipated. It was a physical response to I in, in what I believe was just years of stress that kind of had been building. And so I shared that story and what I did to come out the other side of that. And then we shared just a whole list of different things that are options that people can incorporate in order to help manage stress. Some of which are things like exercising and eating healthy, which we all know we should do and maybe we do and maybe we don't. But other things that you've probably heard before and might have forgotten, like gratitude exercises. Oh, yeah. Maybe journaling exercises. Maybe like being deliberate and carving out time to work to do something that's related to your hobby, making sure that you're sleeping well. And if you're not sleeping well, figuring out why. Just different things like that that can help the body combat stress when it comes. And a hush falls across the crowd. <laughs> So the exercise that we have in here is kind of a fun little scorecard and it's, it's nice to be able to, I mean, I think, I think in numbers and so it's nice to be able to take a feeling and being able to tie a number to it being able to quantify it because then it seems like it might be a little bit more tangible. And when you do like different quizzes and stuff, I know Back in the day, it used to be quizzes in like the Teen Magazine and Seventeen Magazine. You'd do a quiz and then you tally up your answers and it would give you a score. So it's kind of similar to this little exercise, but it's nice to be able to do things like this and then do them periodically so that you can track change. And if you're if you started your score low and then you were working on some things and you were trying to implement some different things to manage stress and you took the quiz again in a couple of months or a year or whatever and then you got a better score, then it's nice to be able to see you know, where you came from and where you are now.
0: So there's an overall theme to everything we talk about. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's funny. Cause it, it literally just hit me as you were saying that, but change is what you go through no matter what. As a human, you always want to be changing and evolving and being better and Things like that. But all of these exercises and all these things we talk about, it's not a set it and forget it. It's uh, you know what? You have to check in with yourself. Nobody that I know is perfect and able to nail life a hundred percent all the time. I mean, there's checks and balances and there's there's all these things. And checking in with yourself is super important. And and I've just for some reason that just hit me that we talk about all the exercises are do it and then do it on a regular basis versus yeah. You know, you don't do it once and 10 years later, it's kind of like when you do a disk analysis, right? How you do it now and how you score may be completely different, Mm -hmm. could be uh, completely different in, you know, 10 years.
1: You know, I think the other thing that is really common with a lot of the different exercises and topics that we talk about and just kind of like a theme throughout the entire book is self-awareness yeah self awareness in order for you to be perceptive to anybody else you have to be perceptive to yourself first and that's i don't think i really even connected that until we started doing these this podcast series and now it's just like another one of the connections between all of them is it's a lot to do with self awareness when we get really busy and we're constantly doing something i think for a lot of us definitely me included it's easy to ignore and overlook yellow flags, and then all of a sudden something turns into a red flag. So, if you take the time in advance to keep the flag from turning yellow in the first place or acknowledging when it does and correct the issue by using self awareness activities and self awareness thoughts, I think that it's easier to prevent. What's the proact instead of react? Is that what I'm looking proactive for? Proactive instead of reactive. Proactive, yeah, proactive yeah. instead of reactive aspect then it's easier to straighten out.
0: I I agree. I agree. Self-awareness, I think, is probably the number one key to success and happiness. And I I think. That's the world according to me, I guess. (laughs) How how I see it through my lenses. So this is a cool one. It's an awesome topic, you know, strong body, strong mind. It is important that you put the right fuel and thoughts into your brain so that what comes out is good stuff. And you know, sometimes in the world, it's hard to do that. It's, you know, you turn on the news and it's typically not really good news or you are super busy and you hit that drive through real quick. And you know what, that's going to happen. That's part of life, but just be aware of it and just try to balance and maybe take a ginger shot or maybe a green juice every, every now and again. So this has been awesome. Hey, we've, we've got one more left. Episode nine. I know the
1: last one's coming up. This
0: is, this has been a lot of fun and, and I can't wait to do the last one as well. So Uh, Thank you guys very, very much for tuning in and checking this out. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes and sharing the episode with a friend. For more resources from Kristen and Justin Deese, visit businessspouse.com.